Welcome to the Become New Podcast with John Ortberg, where you find 10-minute teachings Monday through Friday to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. For more resources, check out our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the emails that go along with each video, as well as access our entire library of over 400 videos covering a variety of topics about spiritual life and growth. If you need prayer, please let us know by texting your request to 855-888-0444. We'd love to pray for you. Now here's John. This is pretty amazing. I had lunch with some friends a week or two ago and they just gave me this. This is a coffee cup and you set up on a little thing that I keep on my desk that's plugged in and it actually keeps your coffee at precisely the temperature that you want to drink it in. You don't even have to have a lid for it. It can be there for hours. And I have one of those sitting at my desk next to my phone that's charging, which is next to my computer that's charging. So you might think I have enough in my life. I'm not going to tell you what it is, by the way. It's not product placement. You might, but I don't think I do. We all will live this day with a mindset. And uh, author Anna Lemke in her book, Dopamine Nation, says that either you live with a mindset of plenty or a mindset of scarcity, and this will have immense implications for your life. She actually writes about this because she talks about how we are all tempted to live with untruth. We're tempted to deceive other people and that lying is actually associated with a mindset of scarcity and truth telling with the mindset of plenty. Here's what she writes. Uh, You might think about which mindset will you live in today? Because our world will try to tell you you don't have enough, but you might want to have second thoughts about that. When the people around us are reliable and tell us the truth, including keeping promises they've made to us, we feel more confident about the world and our own future in it. We feel we can rely not just on them, but on the world to be an orderly, predictable, safe kind of place. Even in the midst of scarcity, we feel confident things will turn out okay. This is the plenty mindset. When the people around us lie and don't keep their promises, we feel less confident about the future. The world becomes a dangerous place that cannot be relied upon to be orderly, predictable, or safe. We go into competitive survival mode. It's me versus you, every person for themselves and favor short-term gains over long-term ones, independent of actual material wealth. This is a scarcity mindset. And then she talks about a study by a neuroscientist, Warren Bickle, and they had subjects read either a narrative that described a state of plenty or a narrative that described a state of scarcity. And they found even though these are just fictional narratives, the people that read about living in scarcity were less likely to be willing to delay gratification and more likely to insist, I must have what I want right now than folks who had just simply read a narrative of plenty. She goes on. The question is, why do so many of us living in rich nations with abundant material resources nonetheless operate in our daily lives with a scarcity mindset. I got to be anxious. I got to be worried. I'm not going to have enough. I'm preoccupied. I cannot share. I can't be generous. I can't be relaxed. 
She goes on, having too much material wealth can be as bad as having too little. Dopamine overload impairs our ability to delay gratification. Social media exaggeration. Boy, my life's going great. My job, my income, my houses, my vacations. And post-truth politics, let's call it what it is, lying, amplify our sense of scarcity. The result is that even amidst plenty, we feel impoverished. And then these remarkable words. This is a psychiatrist researcher at Stanford. Just as it is possible to have a scarcity mindset amidst plenty, it is also possible to have a plenty mindset amidst scarcity. The feeling of plenty comes from a source beyond the material world. Let me read that again. The feeling of plenty comes from a source beyond the material world. Believing in or working towards something outside ourselves, fostering a life rich in human connectedness and meaning, can function as social glue by giving us a plenty mindset. I was talking to a friend of mine, Jonathan, who works with Habitat just yesterday. He just got back from Africa. As you may know, in Kenya, there is the worst drought going on in decades. 5.4 million people are at risk of lacking access to adequate food or adequate water. And Jonathan said, it's a strange thing, but to be over there and to see the difference that Habitat can make in helping one person at a time be able to live in a decent home, uh, he finds can be sometimes more enriching and ennobling and simpler, even in the midst of the pain and the want, than life over here, where very often a lot of people who live in the midst of unbelievable plenty, we do it with a scarcity mindset. I don't have enough. I got to have more. I can't be generous. Now, all of this brings us to the second thoughts described by Dallas Willard in his book, The Divine Conspiracy. And here is the prayer for today and the thought and the invitation for this day. He's talking about how Jesus, when he was responding to the human request, would you show us how to pray? How do you, Jesus, talk to God? How should we do that in a way that actually changes how we live? And part of that prayer was, give us this day our daily bread. That little phrase, one day at a time, traces its way back to Jesus more than any other single person. And the idea is not, give me today, God, what I need tomorrow, because otherwise I'm going to be worried about tomorrow. No, it's, God, give me today what I need today. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be prudent and wise and take good care of ourselves uh, in terms of financial management and, and be intentional and not passive. But it means that ultimately I can only depend for security on something beyond the material world. The emphasis, Dallas writes, uh, is on provision today of what we need for today. This is because God is always present today, no matter what day it is. This is the day the Lord has made. God's present on this day. His reign is the eternal now. So we do not ask him to provide today what we will need for tomorrow. To have it in hand today does not guarantee that we will have it tomorrow when we need it. Today I have God and he has the provisions. Say that one again. Today, I have God, and He has the provisions. It doesn't make any different how many provisions I have for today. Dallas goes on to write about very often 
The people who have lots and lots of provisions are blind to the fact that they live in a precarious condition. Like that of the rich fool who said, you have stored up many things. Now eat, drink, and be merry. And God said, you fool, this night your soul will be required of you. People who trust in provisions, no matter how many they have, if that's you, you are in a precarious condition. But we're invited now to have God in our lives, and he has the provisions. This is how children do it, of course. A mother who discovers that her child is saving up oatmeal pieces of toast or strips of bacon for fear of not having food tomorrow has cause to be alarmed. Children generally don't do that sort of thing. The world being what it is, we can all too easily imagine situations in which the child's action would be reasonable. But in any normal situation, parents will be astonished and pained that the child does not trust them to provide for it day by day. And that's what we're invited to live in now with a mindset of plenty. Our God is a God of abundance. And that is true no matter what pain and deprivation we find ourselves going through. It is true materially. It's also true that God has plenty of peace to give and meaning to give and purpose to give and love to give and hope to give to you today that death itself cannot disrupt. He is a God of abundance. And so we live in that. When we accept and practice Jesus' teaching on prayer, we are entirely freed from concerns about the future. You can easily imagine what a marvelously transforming effect that has on our life and relationships with others. It's page 261. And Alice, by the way, was someone who knew as a young child desperate poverty, not even being able to be raised in a family that would have enough provisions to care for him. He knew what it was like as a little boy to wonder whether it be oatmeal or bread or bacon someplace tomorrow. There is a Heavenly Father, and He is a God of abundance. And those of us who find ourselves in a condition of plenty are invited on second thought not to live with a mindset of scarcity. So today, live with a mindset of plenty. That's the invitation on second thought. Be generous today. Maybe if you have breakfast with someone, buy breakfast for them. Maybe if you sponsor a child in a place like Kenya, you know, you'll be able to give gifts to uh, that child. You want to give them a gift today. Maybe if you're somebody that's pretty impulsive about finances and it's not hard for you to spend money, but it's hard for you to actually take action and be responsible financially, maybe the generous thing that you do today is actually take a look at your financial situation and what your savings are and what kind of budget you're living in and get quite intentional about doing that. Maybe where you really feel scarcity is around time. I just don't have enough time. I've got to hoard it. And the invitation for you today, just for today, is to be generous with your time and allow someone to interrupt you and be patient in your conversation with you. God is not a God of scarcity. And we're tempted by our world constantly to think not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. On second thought, God, give us today our daily bread. That's enough. That's enough.